0: Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
1: And it's not a a shot at the Eagles because the Eagles handle business that part of it Mm -hmm. is is certainly a positive i mean they dominated so you can only play who's put in front of you who's put in front of them is the worst team and they dominated so they Mm -hmm. deserve credit for that but i
2: win. Without further ado, let's talk to our man all the way from Detroit Rock City. Fun fact city where I got engaged. Romance capital of the world. Oh. <laughs> Who knew? Uh presented That's by Mess yeah, right. Mess uh, presented by Mesa Law and Associates. Need a tough injury lawyer? Call Mesa and Associates. He brings us John McMullen each and every week. Johnny Mack, what's happening, sir?
1: Uh not much. You're you're right. I was expecting to hear Detroit Rock City from kids. But <laughs> hear that. We heard uh Sorry. we heard some other stuff but not Detroit Rucks. <laughs> uh
2: it's got to be a good vibe in the locker room, flower conversation and all uh in the Eagles uh press conferences following this 44 to 6 win over the Detroit Lions. What was the overall uh conversation point from our good friend Nick Sirianni?
1: Well, I think the overall point was the Lions offense was I guess the water, the defense was the fertilizer. guess <laughs> <laughs> to throw that. Uh, the special teams, they Fippless special teams. Maybe that was the sunlight. Uh ah. but yeah, no, I mean, look, uh, a lot of these uh, coaches and, and players specifically had a big problem with the way everybody attacked Nick Sirianni with the flower uh, thing, and they really they really came out, I think, and and, and proved some things for for the head coach because uh, they were they were upset by the way that was spun last week.
3: Hey, hey, John. Um, um, I, I saw Lane Johnson on the Fox pregame show while I was doing a pregame show for ninety seven point five, and I know he talked to Jay Glazer about his mental health. I understand Lane also spoke after the game today. What did he, what did he talk about?
1: Yeah, he did. Lane kind of uh, went in depth uh, after uh, for the first time since he got back. Uh, he spoke to us and. He let us know this is something he he's been dealing with for a very long time. He said it started in, in junior college, even before uh, Oklahoma, he's been dealing with it uh, for whatever reason, tried to wean himself off the medication that he was on, Uh, said maybe he thought it was a crutch and wasn't feeling good uh, about himself by trying to get through it that way. Um, And he had withdrawal symptoms and, and that's, kind of when he was forced to leave the team and drive back to Oklahoma. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, I, I think all of us that have been around for nine years, I think it is now that Lane Johnson's been in Philadelphia. I mean, this is a guy with big personality. He's always laughing, always having fun. And you don't think about a guy like that having social anxiety, having depression. But, you know, he brings up Brandon Brooks, who's his best friend on this team. And if you go back to when Brandon really was at the height of his problem mm-hmm. and he was throwing up before games and um, Lane said he was right there with him, 530 in the morning and just kept it bottled up from people, mm. uh, from most people. Um, and, and obviously it hit a breaking point. But uh, now I mean, you see Calvin Ridley walked away from yep. the Falcons for a little bit today. so. Um, it's something that uh, people are taking more seriously. And it's certainly, it's certainly a good thing Um, from the Eagles perspective. They're thrilled to have him back on the field. And you saw today sort of that offensive line was kind of the story of the game and how they were able to run the football. So 1980 Philadelphia is thrilled today.
4: (laughs) Uh, John, I want to go back to the fertilizer flower speech, Uh, Because I know we've all had our fun with that, you know, it's Halloween weekend couldn't have been better timing for people needing a costume. Um, But it worked. And I remember I saw uh, a post from you earlier this week after that speech came out where you kind of said, the speech wasn't, you know, as delicate and, and weird, I guess, as Uh, as it sounded in the press conference, mm -hmm. it actually got the players fired up. And you mentioned the players had Sirianni's back. Can you expand on that a bit?
1: Yeah, they really did. I, I think, you know, it's it's funny, but a couple of well-placed F-bombs can turn anything into a more hardened conversation. So I was talking to a yeah. couple of players and, you know, they had saw how, how people kind of spun it. And, and, and they were telling me that, you know, he's saying F, F and, you know, F and this, F and that. And they said they left the meeting room so fired up. They wanted it to run through a wall, the old cliche in football for Nick Sirianni. So, yeah, it went over completely different behind doors in the team meeting. And that's what a bunch of the guys said today. And Nick Sirianni kind of echoed this game was about Wednesday, Thursday and Friday and how much the intensity was ramped up. And I think in some ways, the people that made fun of it kind of kind of fueled that at least a little bit. So. Maybe they helped the Eagles even though they didn't think they were helping the Eagles.
2: I, I, it worked. It, yeah, yeah. John, <laughs> I, I said earlier, if Nick Sirianni talking about daisies and whatever, if that's what is the new dog mask, whatever mm. gets it done for you, man. Whatever gets it done for you. And we had, we, had, we had questioned this a little bit earlier in the show, as a matter of fact. So when you ch- when you say this, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, the fact that you could have something, the weirdest thing, possibly motivate a locker room and maybe bring a team together. Look, look. There's been coaches, and the guy that I always think about, and I'm not saying Nick Sirianni is this guy, but I'm a huge fan of that 1980, I mean, who is it? 1980 Olympic hockey team, and you you just happened to reference the year 1980 a second ago. But Herb Brooks knew that he had to be the bad guy to make everybody else come together. Maybe Nick Sirianni, in order with this young team to grow, maybe he's the young inexperienced guy that has to take all the shots so that this young team, especially Jalen Hurts, can be a guy growing into his own as an NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I go back to the Super Bowl season and everybody embraced the underdog mask. And I, I always was you know, we all knew at the time the Eagles were the best team in football. That that whole underdog thing only unfolded because of Carson Wentz's injury. Yeah. If Carson doesn't get hurt, they're favored in every game. They're the favorite go to the Super Bowl. So in a lot of ways, it was, it was hooey. They weren't really underdogs. We knew they were a, a really good team. Uh, But there were questions around Nick Foles and everybody knew that. And and the team used it. And I said, you know, Doug Peterson would constantly use the media versus, look, this is what we're saying. This is what they're saying about you. And if it
3: works, use it. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. If it works, just use it. John, do you think this team will stay committed to running the football or is it too no. early to tell? Oh, I, See, See, I, had to, I had to ask him because I already knew what he was going to say. He thinks like I think in terms of don't get too jacked up about what you saw today because it could be an illusion. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, well, number one, I mean, you know, we, we talk after every game and most games this year the Eagles have been behind by – more than one score right uh today they got ahead early and it was a blowout early and all they had to do was turn around and run the football so you know for people are saying they won because they ran the football well it was part of it it was certainly part of it early uh and they didn't throw the football much at all so there's no doubt that it played a heavy part in it but you, you see the, the run-pass ratio drastically slanted towards the run today because they were yeah. so far ahead. So they were just turning around and running the football in the second half. Obviously, as you get mm-hmm. ramped up in competition, let's face it, every game the rest of the season is ramped up competition because this is the worst team in football. I guess mm-hmm. you could argue the Houston Texans. Maybe, those, maybe the Lions and Texans should – Uh, play each other for relegation. We should go to English Premier (laughs) Soccer Rules because they are terrible. And it starts next week with the Chargers. Well, if you run the ball, I forget what it ended. I know late in the game it was 45 to 16, but whatever it ended at, uh, if you try to run the ball 45 times against the Chargers and only throw it 16 times, you're going to get smacked. That's not the Mm -hmm. modern NFL. And Justin Herbert's going to be on the other side next week.
4: John, you know, going into this game, uh, there wasn't, you know, officially a lot at stake, but a lot of people were speculating that had we lost this game, it wouldn't have ended well for either Howie Roseman, coaches, Jalen Hurts, um, players before the trade deadline. Do you think this win has changed any of that?
1: No, but not, not in the way you're saying, Devin. I I, I don't think it was – I mean, no coach was getting fired if they lost this game. I mean, mm-hmm. it, w- it, it was it, – it would have been horrible for, for the coaching staff. It would have been horrible for the organization to go through uh, the next week if they lost to a, a winless team. But, I, I mean, Jeffrey Lurie ha- has shown patience. He's not the type of guy who's going to fire – uh, coaches mid-season. It doesn't accomplish much. Um, and and he understands there's got to be some kind of uh, curve when it comes to the growing process. So I think a little of, of that was overstated. Obviously, Howie wasn't getting fired mid-season. Uh, and then, you know, maybe it would have made them listen to a few more f- phone calls when it comes to Tuesday and the tra- trade deadline. But mm-hmm. You know, the NFL as a whole, they've already traded two players. It's not baseball. It's not basketball. It's not hockey where you have significant movement. Mm -hmm. There's only a certain number of players that that can go and be traded. Guys like Fletcher Cox. I mean, yeah, people are calling trying to lowball the Eagles because he's unhappy. But Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to give him away for a late uh, day three pick. So. I think it would have changed the trade, trade deadline a loss a little bit, but not from, you know, firing coaches or, or firing the GM. That just wasn't
2: going to happen. Mm. as far as i look i I think we all understand you're not going to run the ball 46 times again against the chargers however do you think we'll see a a little bit of maybe boston scott sprinkled in from this point on i mean all but for just the fact you have a lack of options right now at the running back position with miles sanders being out there do you think we'll see boston scott run the ball a little bit more for this team Mm. same thing with jordan howard will we take anything that we saw from this particular game and apply it for the rest of the season
1: Yeah, I think the one thing I kept hearing today that was a little bit wrong was that, you know, Kenny Gainwell had fallen behind uh, Boston Scott and and Mm -hmm. Jordan Howard uh, because of the fumble. But really it was in-game, miles injury in-game versus having a week to prepare. So they want Kenny to stay in that role to be the third down back, to be the hurry-up back. Now, until late in this game, he didn't get much playing time because, again, just like we said with the running game, Uh, they were ahead by two scores so you don't have to play uh they're they're ahead by more than two scores so you don't have to play hurry up you don't have to play a lot of third down we got to pass the ball so it was just natural that boston's got jordan howard um got more time early in the game and then they went to kenny a little bit later in the game uh they're going to be the running back ones, so to speak. And it's going to be Boston and Jordan Howard mixed in. And then Kenny's going to have his role. So if you tell me how the game is going to go next week, are they going to be behind 10 points? Then Kenny Gainwell's going to be in there. Are you to, are they going to be ahead 10 points? And Boston Scott's going to be in there.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, John, um, how did, how did, sirianni um break down what they were able to do today you know a lot of people have criticized sirianni for the way he avoids answering questions directly now obviously this was a feel-good moment very positive situation for this team how did he handle how he answered answered a lot of why why he had a good measure of success in this particular game
1: well, I, I think he did go in
3: realizing, and, and in fact, he
1: said, you know, his scripted plays, he calls them openers. Uh, five yeah. of the first seven plays were design run calls, and he wanted that uh, because he saw something in Detroit uh, where he thought they could run the football effectively. It turned out to be uh, true. I think you probably could have passed the ball mm-hmm. effectively <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe that's not true. And maybe, you know, the biggest thing, and I, I, I talked to a couple other reporters and I said, to myself, I don't know how much I learned from this game just because how, how bad Detroit is. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, a shot at the Eagles because the Eagles handle business. That part of it mm-hmm. is, right. is certainly a positive. I mean, they dominated. So you can only play who's put in front of you. Who's put in front of them is the worst team, and they dominated. So they mm-hmm. deserve credit for that. But I do sit and I look at, at Jalen Hurts and I see you know 14 throws or whatever it was was not effective throwing the football. Um, some of the same things you've seen that have been themes throughout the season, maybe a little hesitant to pull the trigger when some, something is there. When he does pull the trigger, it's a little bit late than it should mm-hmm. be. Didn't help Devontae Smith drop to pass early again. Uh, which is becoming a theme. Dallas Goddard, that was mm-hmm. great. I mean, mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard was the entire uh, passing game. Again, they didn't need it. Mm-hmm. But the only mm-hmm. reason I bring it up mm-hmm. is it's the one concern. You're going to need the mm-hmm. passing game in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're just are.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned uh, Jalen Hurts, and this question is almost uh, half on behalf of the viewers in the comments because I've seen a lot of people comment on Jalen Hurts, you know, not looking too happy, him – maybe not playing well. What was his vibe in the postgame presser? I know he's been pretty down on himself, especially after last week. Um, Was he happy with his performance and the team's performance today?
1: No, I I think Jalen, I mean, the one thing I've said pretty consistently about Jalen is how even keeled he is. And, you Mm. know, that that's the case in bad games, good games. And you know, he was asked about only throwing it uh, a, a few times, 14 times, and he said hey, he goes right back to the win. I'm excited to get a win. Now, that's cliche, and we all we all know, but it, it, it has been Jalen Hurts. It's not like he deviates from that at any point. So, you know, the few times the Eagles have been clicking uh, from a – a passing perspective, he's had the same mentality and he's expressed the same sentiments. So I, mm. I, I don't worry about Jalen Hurts as far as being happy or, or being unhappy. Um, mm. He understood what was going on today, and that was they were just really, really effective running the ball. Um, and that included him, by the way. He did a tremendous job, as mm. he usually does, mm-hmm. uh, scrambling uh, and, and getting big plays that way. The Eagles had three runners over fifty yards. It's the third time in I think thirty years that they've been able to do that. So um, they didn't mm-hmm. have to pass the ball today. So I, I don't think it's a concern from Jalen Hurts' standpoint. I, I the only reason I brought it up is because look, twenty four hour rule. Mm-hmm. This game's over. Now you got to start That's thinking right. about the Chargers. That's the right. Chargers, you're going to have to throw the ball to beat
2: them. Mm -hmm. absolutely um before that chargers game nfl trade deadline on tuesday uh 4 p.m you mentioned fletcher cox his name has been out there the eagles are getting calls for him not a big surprise there andre dillard's name has been brought up what do you think the eagles do prior to the 4 p.m trade deadline on tuesday
1: uh you know because remember they as i said they already they already traded two players so in, in a lot of ways that trade deadline has already started for the Eagles. Look, I, I think if somebody uh, calls up Howie Roseman and offers a, a, a day two pick for Andre Dillard, I, I think he's got to seriously listen to it. If it, if it's day three, though, I don't think he's going to take it. it. It's not worth it, especially uh, with Lane's issues, not only what we were just talking about, but also his ankle issues, which are, which are still, uh, uh, you know, he downplayed them today, but he's mentioned in the past, he's had some swelling and continues to have some issues there. Uh, So you start thinking, well, you know, maybe we need Andre Dillard and and Fletcher Cox is the same way. People are trying to get a discount saying, okay, he's not happy. Maybe the Eagles will give him up for nothing. um, And they're not going to do that. So, there's, you know, the win helps. You know, I thought Steve Nelson mm-hmm. was a guy because he's having a good year. He doesn't make a lot of money. He's a veteran corner. There's a lot of uh, <clears throat> contenders in this league that need veteran corners. If they lost this game, I thought he'd maybe be a guy. Look, he's not going to be here next year, so get something for him. But they won the game. So that's the kind of guy who I think a loss could have affected and, and maybe – they moved in a more aggressive direction to move them. But now that's out the window.
4: What mm. about uh, Eric Wilson, who is a healthy scratch? Today? Well,
1: Kevin, I, I, you could get more from me than Eric Wilson. Like that, so. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean,
2: <laughs> well, know, we, we, We'd know. be selling high, John. I mean, with you, I mean, we'd be selling high, my friend. <clears throat>
1: uh, you know, Eric got benched today, obviously. So that's not the best, say, the best way to say to the rest of the league, hey, come give us something for Eric yeah. Wilson. Now, maybe somebody gives you a conditional seventh-round pick, and obviously he doesn't have much of a future here, so I'm not going to say nothing mm-hmm. could happen, but they're certainly not going to get much back
2: for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, John McMullen, uh, when was the last time you wore a Halloween costume? Oof. Uh, and what was it? Night. Who was it?
1: Uh, I Mark, wow. I, I think I, I would have to go back to college, and it, it would be one of those – Stupid get 15 seconds thought to it, so it was probably a football coach. I can't even remember.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> really, you can't remember one Halloween costume? It's been a while, Mark. I haven't dressed <laughs> wow. up for Halloween.
4: So, you didn't, you weren't one of the people who dressed up as Nick Sirianni with a bag of fertilizer.
1: <laughs> no, I, w- I would have went uh, more. Did you say Ted Lasso, Devin? Everybody's dressing yeah. up as Ted Lasso, but yep. I, I would have yep. went more. You know, Nathan or 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 uh, the angry Roy Kent. I would have went Roy, <laughs> Roy Kent. Kent.
4: Yeah, Roy's easy because you just wear all black. I was I did a Ted Lasso costume. We talked about it earlier in the show. I was Rebecca, so I didn't know that you watched. I'm glad that you know. D Gun doesn't have <laughs> oh, a great clue. Show. I have no idea. Great
3: show. <laughs> great
4: show.
2: I I need a John McMullen Roy Kent. I need that. Oh I need <laughs> that image. I need that photo. Maybe as your next, I don't know, a, a Twitter profile uh, there, John. I think well, that would get, just make you, everybody's you, day.
1: You tend to get the angry at least some of the time.
2: Right. <laughs> uh, one thing we didn't get into enough with the uh, Jonathan Gannon, after the game. Uh, I know the defensive coordinator doesn't speak, but defensive players, the defense certainly seemed a lot more aggressive today.
1: Yeah, they were the key, you know, and that's why I said, how much did you really learn from this game? And we're going to have to, you know, have to put an asterisk next next to this game and look Mm -hmm. at next week and say, is it real? Or did they only get aggressive because they know Detroit has no receivers? They know Detroit can't hurt them down the field um and they were had the ability to be more aggressive now next next week's quarterback again we've mentioned him a couple times he can gash you down the field so mm-hmm. it, you know if Jonathan Gannon shows up next week and the safeties are in South Jersey playing you know across the wall at Whitman you know it doesn't mean anything if he said we got to get more aggressive then maybe maybe they mm-hmm. they not only learn something from this game, but they took something out of this game and they have a little bit more confidence. <laughs>
2: uh, any updates on any of the injuries? Jack Driscoll, uh, Jalen Rager, anything like that? Uh, no, not yet. But it's, yeah. it, it,
1: uh, you know, one of the things where, where Jack and, and Jalen were ruled out uh, pretty early after they were injured. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on that Wednesday because again, they they didn't need them. So I think they were more susceptible to say, all right, let's not not push this uh, because we're going to win this game easily. So I don't think necessarily that's entirely negative like it might be uh, in a typical game, but certainly um, you have to be uh, uh, watchful of that on Wednesday. Jalen Rager uh, um, got involved early in this game on those manufactured touches and was pretty effective. Um, And that's something they could add to this offense and be helpful. But obviously if he's not available, you got to scratch that off. And Jack Driscoll has been probably one of the more underrated players on the scheme. He's taken a real, real (coughs) big, positive step forward this year.
2: Absolutely. Uh, John, always a pleasure catching up with you. Uh, Next time we talk, we'll maybe remember your favorite Halloween costume from a kid. And uh, and lastly, uh, Reese's or Snickers?
3: Uh, oh, Snickers, Snickers. You're damn Snickers. right. Ooh. Yeah, you're
2: damn right. That's right. I knew you and I were buds. I knew. You- oh, the piping hot takes were a divided show, folks. <laughs> we're a divided show. John McMullen, thanks so much for joining us on live post game show as per usual, and uh, safe travels coming back to Philadelphia, man.
1: All right, mm. thank you. Pre- wow.
2: Appreciate you, John McMullen. Uh, look at that. So John and I go Snickers,
3: and no, then you two are no. Reese's people. Look at this. Yeah, holy. Yeah. Yeah. L- let me tell you something. Yeah. I love I love Snickers, but when it comes to the candy candy world, Reese's is like lobster filet mignon of the candy world. Uh, there's, there's there's Reese's and then Pass. there's everybody else. There's there's Baby Ruth, you know, Mr. Yeah. Goodbar, Snickers, uh, what what you what what you call it. It just trickles down from there, but you know, Reese's is like the god of candies. Mm. You know, when you hold up a Reese's to the sky, a beam of light you know Trickles down from the heavens. Oh, is that Reasons what it, It's oh, definitely yeah.
4: the most unifying oh, candy. My yes. Halloween candy yes. hot take is that almond joys are actually really good. Ooh, like, almond oh, yes, a lot
3: of oh my,
2: god the
4: same taste. We need to do Halloween. Wow. Next year.
3: Matter of <laughs> fact, I'm gonna have a come hollow, I'm gonna have some almond joys and Reese's downstairs when I'm done to go along with the barbecue, of course. That'll be my <laughs> dessert. I want
2: to put it past you to grill a Reese's cup, just just because I know you. Uh, hey, when, we, when, we, when we come back, uh, yes, by the way, for all the people in the comments, yes, have. we do have Devin's Halloween costume. We it will be have. showing you guys from Ted Lasso. So we'll get to that. Also, if you guys are liking us on the, or you guys are watching us on the YouTube channel, make guys. sure you, make sure you, I got to speak the language. So you guys just make sure that you hit the like button, smash that like button on the YouTube channel for Jacob Media. And if you're watching us on 6ABC, just uh, give us a wave. That's all all we got right there. Uh, When we come back, we got more live post-game show. And let's not forget that this fine program is brought to you by the great people of Ocean Casino Resort. Go for the live show. Go for the win. More live post-game show when we return.